People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. Number three is a big one right here. This is kind of important for me in a way too. Uh, number three, don't be boring. This is important. What do you think that means? From a character standpoint, and enthusiasm matters. Here's the deal. No one likes a boring realtor. No one wants to work with a boring realtor. And my scenario that I learned a big lesson years ago is like, dude, my life is pretty boring. I thought, right? I get up, 5.45. I'm at the gym at 6. Same thing every morning, right? Over and over and over. Um, it tends to be that way. But what happens is I got to understand about I'm not that boring and I make some excitement out of boring regular things. And that's stories in real estate, things I've experienced, things I've been through. I'm telling my clients constantly about the crazy shit we deal with, the cool stories of my clients, the cool things I'm doing in Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, by the way, went to this concert here. Oh yeah, by the way, whatever it is. Does that make sense? You got to make sure that you're not boring to your clients. You got to be very, very important. Your audience must be fascinated with you, right? And what you teach. The audience must be fascinated with you and what you teach. What do you think that means there? This has to do with life in Myrtle Beach for you guys on the buy side. So, right? And that's a great early piece. I'm on the phone with people from up north or anywhere else. What am I talking about? How amazing Myrtle Beach is, how awesome it is, how much is going on, how many activities we got. We got a fireworks show, right? Summer Bonanza last night at Barefoot of the Beach. They had a concert and fireworks. What am I doing there? You're creating FOMO for the people. Does that make sense? If I'm on the seller side, I'm talking about how awesome our team is, how we're kicking ass, how we do so well, right? All these great experiences. You have to make sure that you have a life that's not boring and that your character, aka your avatar, who you are to your people is not boring. Two pieces here, face-to-face -face and on social media. Some of y'all social media is boring as There's nothing on there, like a cat and like that's it. Right? Or one story you shared about your survey or whatever you did. Right? And it's got to be this, the part that's public because they're judging you and based on, hey, look, this dude looks pretty boring. Right? You got to make sure you're having a piece of that. I think a lot of times we're not digging into what's important to them. Right? What's it like in Ohio? What do you do there? Right? And you're selling the dream here what we do. I think if I had to summarize this, we don't share the dream big enough and we, we just place our life trying to be separate. And the reason I want to share this today is because your attractive character is what sells these people sometimes, right? In regards to, hey, let me take my favorite lunch spots. Here's this place on the ocean we like to go to, right? It's important. If I have to be like my favorite place, take people to be riptides. They're out of town. Why? Oceanfront. You see the feel of it. You get Myrtle Beach, right? You have the breeze coming through here. It's important to understand that, that you want to have that piece. But you got to make sure that, that you're, you're not boring as, a, as an agent. And though that's your connection, your stories, and what you do. And here's the deal. If life's born right now, what do you got to do? Spice it up. Spice it up. Get, get, get creative. Go out. Do some things. You got to go by yourself or your spouse, whoever it is, kids. Go do some stuff. And that's one thing that's a drawing here, right? This is a difference. They call it prolific. It's prolific, right? So there's crazy, prolific, mainstream, prolific, and crazy. There's money in you. There's a fine line between crazy, prolific, and then obviously mainstream. Mainstream's boring. What's mainstream? 
a boring ass realtor who just loves real estate and all I just eat, sleep, and breathe real estate. I just love it. I've been doing it for so many years and I just love it. I love serving people, right? That's some bullshit. And they know it's bullshit. But if I'm here because I like Myrtle Beach and I do things, oh, by the way, my wife and I go play tourists on the weekends. We get voodoo juice and drink these places and go play pinball. Guess what? That's a fine line between crazy and mainstream. You guys with me on that? But all of a sudden, people look at you as a real person who actually does some shit, who enjoys it. And all of a sudden now, guess what you have? An attractive character. I'm just telling y'all. Some of y'all are too busy being the box realtor. Doesn't mean you go talk about going to see your frogs and get hammered, right? But you can find the difference of the fireworks at 10 p.m. Right? Senior frogs, 2 a.m., crazy. Right? <laughs> the born realtor here, you got to find the difference in the middle, which is prolific. You guys will be on that? It's important because they need to understand that. That's what I wrote down. Polarity attracts raving fans. At the same time, right, it does create some haters on the other side. This is one thing I've talked about. On the listing side, which is super important, how do we do this and not be boring from that scenario? We talk about a bunch of things, right? Here's who we are. Here's what makes us different. We don't apologize for that. And I created this just out of accident. Hey, look, we're super aggressive in what we do, right? We follow you aggressively. We work hard for you, and I don't apologize for that. Do I talk fast? Absolutely. Right? I do everything fast. I don't apologize for it. And after people started saying that to me, I'd say that back. They're like, oh, okay. And that now turned out to a strength for me. Are you guys with me on that? It's important to understand in that regard. That's the key, key piece there from you guys in that standpoint. Right? We're different here. We're cutting edge. We're aggressive. We don't apologize for it. There's no money in mainstream. Mainstream's what? Now I'm a happy realtor. I just like to serve people. Right? They know it's bull. So make sure you guys get above that and make sure that you do one thing today is you find your attractive character. Think about that, right? Through reps and through who you are, right? Venture from your shell sometimes, what do you gotta do? Create this dude, whoever he is, that gets out and tells stories, that gets open, that they can connect with. Because if the person's in their head all the time and you're analytical and you don't have any emotion or anything that gets me excited, guess what I'm not excited to do? To work with you or be around you or anything. So I'm gonna go with somebody else who is. And so some that's got to be created because not everyone's naturally like that. I'm naturally kind of introverted, really, outside of work because I don't like people after being in real estate for too many years, right? You realize, man, I want to be able to keep a small circle, whatever, but you still got to make sure you have that character that makes it important. Now, rule number four, this is a very good one. Number four is understand how to use persuasion. Understand how to use persuasion. We spend a lot of time on that here, but I'm going to teach you guys something new. It's pretty cool. No matter how cool your character is, no matter how attractive your character is, it doesn't matter if you don't understand psychology and sales. Why is that? Because I have to make people make a decision and move somewhere. So no matter how cool I am, no matter how attractive the character, no matter how whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it, unless I understand persuasion. And persuasion is what? Getting people to do period. If, I, if I'm persuading my kids, my wife, my husband, whoever it is, or my clients, it's all the same. It's all the psychology, and so I want to teach you guys something I think that's very valuable uh, to kind of break down this piece, which is a, it's cool. It comes from this thing, um, this guy, it's called the One Sentence Persuasion Course. It's very cool, but I want you guys to write this down. People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. We'll start the first part, right? So you have a person here in this scenario... What was the first one you guys remember? 
Encourage dreams. What do you think that means? You've got to be constantly painting the picture. Right? I've got to be as vital to understand your audience's dreams and then encourage them inside your opportunity. So back to what we talked about in CJ's example, I need to understand what's important to these people. They like the movies on the lawn, right? At Mark and Colin, they like drinking, like partying, like what do they like to do? What's most important to them in that scenario? Or they want to come down here and start a church. Well, guess what? I got this place where there's about 55 churches in a half square mile radius, right? The reality is, all these things are here. I got to understand what? Their dreams. They have to be able to match that, understand what that is, because I've got to constantly be encouraging their dreams. AK what? The possibility. The reason it's in here is because most people make the mistakes of doing what? Mistake of doing what? Assuming they understand what the dream is. In CJ's example, thankfully he's got lucky, right, and, and got that from them. They don't necessarily tell us, and they may not know. Last week we talked about they may not know what theirs is. Very, very important. Remember the second piece? Justify their failures. This is huge. This is a big one missed. Justify failures. What do you think that means? And how does that relate to real estate? This is all the previous experience with the agent. Right? In the, the listing scenario that Ren just talked about, in the buying scenario, I wrote this down, I think it was important. It said most people become followers and fans try to make a change before. They try to do something before and it wasn't successful. Almost every seller we talked to had a bad experience. And so what I got to do is I got to make sure I justify the, the failure. And here's the key, road I, the key word I wrote. You got to help them take it off their shoulders. You take the blame off their shoulders. What does that do? That pulls them to me from someone who hated agents prior. That's the judo move where I'm bringing that hate into me. Hey, look, it's not your fault what happens to you. It's ultimately very sad because the state of our, our industry right now, the average agent is selling you know, four homes per year. In fact, there's actually more agents that are in America than there are homes for sale right now. So the good news is you no longer have to worry about that risk. You guys with me on this? So when I see that come up, what do I gotta do? Address it head on. A lot of people, what they do is they tend to do what? Avoid it. They're like, oh, you know, th th that's a bad, a bad case. That's where, um, you know, the, the bad scenario they had. I don't want to open up that can of worms. I, I go for that can of worms. I want to rip that shit open. Why? That's where, that's where my leverage is at. But it's also going to be a secret objection that kills me if I don't address it. And so justify the failure saying, hey, look, and you know what? It's not your fault. Unfortunately, this happens every single day and almost every single person I sit down with has the same exact story. It's unfortunate because our business is in a terrible scenario. The average agent sells four homes a year. And so that's a key part there for us to talk about, right? And I wrote down that they'll obviously, uh, it's important that you take the blame off their shoulders and they're not responsible for that lot in their life. It's just psychology of how it works. Because if not, what happens? If I don't take this blame off their shoulders, what happens? Think about it. We're trying to do business, trying to get them as a listing. If I don't take the blame off their shoulders, what are they worried about? Am I going to screw up again and do the same thing and this guy take my, my house equity and sell it for too cheap? Once I take the blame off their soldiers and now put it back on the other agent, now they're free to make a decision. That's the psychology of the persuasion here. You guys with me on that? Very, very important. Third piece here. You guys remember what it is? Allay their fears. What's that mean? Anybody know what allay means? To diminish or put to rest. So I got to be very strategic about diminishing their fear. So understanding that, hey, look, 
we had this bad experience with this other agent. He was worried about selling, you know, too low. And so I wanted one number to understand their fear, but two, I've constantly got to be doing what? Diminishing the fear. And here's the thing, we all have it. Worried about buying the house, worried about paying too much, worried about not getting the right repairs, worried about, you know, the market changing. Everyone has it and it's 10 times worse for anybody that's not in the business. And so just understand that you got to be constantly being what? Aware of the fears, right? What they are. And then I got to be able to do what? Comfort by, by reducing it. And here's what everybody says. Telling them not to be afraid doesn't do the trick. That's what most people do. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. Right? That's not going to work because they still think the plane's crashing. Right? I must realize and pay special attention to their fear and work with them until their fear subsides. The key word there is do what? Pay special attention to their fears and work with them until that fear subsides. How do I do that? How do I understand that? I'm asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. Looking for language patterns, looking for how they react to me, looking for how fast it takes them to call me back. All these things are important for me to understand what's going on from the fear standpoint and how to do it. Because if I can do this correctly, right, and I can help diminish the fear for them overall, right, they'll follow us to the ends of earth and back. Why is that? Because I give them certainty they need to be able to move forward and through the scenario. In Ren's example, that's why they buy a second property and refer two relatives to them separately. Right? That's the key of understanding that, which is super important. This is a key one here, too. Number four, confirm their suspicions. What do you think that means? You know what? You're exactly right. Most agents are terrible. And in fact, I hate realtors, too. Right? Most of them. And this is what I wrote down, which is very important. Your audience is already suspicious of you and others in your market. Your audience is already suspicious of you. And so what would you think? Right? What do you got to do? You confirm that you had similar suspicions. Right? So if you were a different brokerage before here, that's your, your time to shine in that scenario. Hey, well, I was a different brokerage. You know what? It was just like that. Like, what's all that? Same thing. He was just given, thrown to the wolves at the agency he was at. No leads, no training, no nothing. He said he sat there and twirled his thumbs. So in essence, it's not necessarily their fault, right? And you're right, Mr. Mrs. Seller. No one really has any training anywhere else for the most part. And that's why most agents give you a bad experience. It's not that they're trying to. They just know, don't know what they're doing. Thanks to God, I was able to find this opportunity. Whatever it is, your story has to match up in there. That's part of your tragic character. Does that make sense? And I wrote down here, when you can confirm that you had similar suspicions and describe how you overcame them, it will bond people to you. We can describe how you overcame them and it bonds people to you. But if I ignore the suspicion, what happens? It bites me at the end every single time. The fourth, fifth piece right here. Anybody remember, what that, anybody remember what that was? Throw rocks at their enemies. I've gotten really good at this uh, on the radio show. Joe saw it. Joe was like, holy man. Right? But you've got to do that. Why? Because that's what creates polarity and that's what creates the, 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 the attraction of the right people in that scenario. And I'm not saying anything that's not true or anything that's not the facts. I'm just exposing the truth that I've experienced. Right? Now, is that going to piss people off? Yeah. Right? We had a guy talking yesterday about us. Look him up. He sold seven homes ever in history. Right? He also applied to work here. He didn't get hired. Right? All these things looked up, but that's a dude talking. Right? So the reality is you got to be dialed into your message and other shit doesn't matter. You guys with me on this? And here's why I wrote this very important. So in this example, 
Guess who we're talking throwing rocks at? Realtors who sell four homes a year who don't have any training who are gonna leave your equity on the table. Because here's a key part I wrote down that's very, very important in that scenario is that nothing bonds like a common enemy. Nothing bonds like a common enemy. And it's very, very important to do. A lot of people may be watching this or realtors watch this like, this is just psychology of anything in that scenario. Right? And so that's important to look at. So I wrote that, you know, one key, uh, key to a following is us versus them. Right? And the more you understand that, the more it is. Right? Everyone is engaged in a struggle. The thing they're struggling with is their enemy. So it may not necessarily be a person. You guys with me on that? And so who may be them? The enemy may be people up north who are trying to keep them locked down in that life they're in. Right? Whatever it may be, it's the us versus them. Or guess who else is a really good enemy? How about the crooked politicians in New Jersey who are stealing your money, charging you twenty, thirty thousand dollars on your property taxes just so they can get reelected? Right? There's crooked politicians that are one of the best enemies. Because that's exactly what they do up there. And so the more we talk about that, guess what? We're bonded in that scenario. Oh, by the way, I had a guy from you know, Long Island who moved down here. His tax was $25,000 a year. He didn't believe that his only $1,400 in market common. I've told that story 10 times. True story. Guess what it does to the client? It brings connection and it's us versus them. They understand the scenario. Because they're in that piece. And so with us, this is us down the south who have freedom, who haven't been totally corrupted to make taxes go up too high yet, versus a total corruption up north who's stealing all of your money. You have borough taxes, right? You have the county taxes, all that stuff that's driving up the cost of living where they're at. They're trying to make you a tax slave where you are up in New York, which is true. But most people aren't doing what? They're not sticking the, the, the thing in the wound enough. They're not creating this, this, this aspect here. The us versus them creates the bond that you all need in that scenario. I'm having the same conversation where? On the telephone. On the telephone, right? I just saw, hey, today, right, Governor Cuomo is demanding that private businesses don't let people inside the business unless they have a vaccine. What's that? Us versus them, right? Because people that moved down here in the lockdown last year were so angry they were sleeping in cars because they want what? Freedom. And so be aware of what the challenge is and who the enemy is and have the us versus them mentality because that's how you got to create the bond. And more importantly, I believe in that, right? I believe in whatever it is. I'm not just making things up. Um, and that, what's that do to me? Makes me want to fight harder for that person because I want to bring them into my circle of us, right? So that's very, very valuable. Questions about that? The one thing that you guys write down is that everyone is engaged in a struggle. The thing they're struggling with is their enemy. So whatever they tell you if their why or the reason they're moving or selling or buying, that's your enemy in that scenario. So in many cases, it's going to be what? The snow, the weather. Guess what? For a lot of people, coming up is going to be the big enemy of wintertime and snow and pain. And so you got to be able to make sure that you're having this, this polarity here to pull that here, right? Pull that the energy. Is this helpful for you guys? That's all part of number four. So number four, right? This is a great sentence. I think it's something to, to talk about. Write that book if you guys want to look at it. It's, all, it's on a Kittle for like $3.99. People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, and confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. There are five key drivers or motivators for anybody to do anything. It's kind of f***ed up, but it's true, right? But number five is you must care a lot. 
they have to feel this. I've taught them this over and over and over, all different things, right? I think connection we had on here, right? We have all these things. You have to know that you care. And one thing I wrote that's important, a reminder, is that you must be showing people you actually care about them. If they think you're in this just to make money, you will not last very long. Some of y'all, they can see it right through you. How do I know? Because I see it in your notes. I can see it in your work quality. I can see it in your contract quality. I can see it. And if you don't even follow up with them after the closing or set them up on a home search or e-alert. That's how I know. And you better believe they know that too. And so the key is I must make sure I actually care a lot and I must show that to them with my actions. Actions being what? Being present when you talk to them. My follow-up, right? Going through the follow-up uh, sequence we had here in, in that matrix we had last week we talked about. Very, very important. Number six, last piece of this is important, is I must offer them value from their perceived relationship with you. People all have different reasons and perceptions of what the value is. It's our responsibility to find them. People have different responsibilities, I'm sorry, different reasons uh, and what the value is, right? It's our responsibility to find them. So for example, it may not necessarily be to be away from the cold. It might be what? Lower taxes in that scenario, but I made sure I'm constantly articulating the value to them over and over and over. And really what this starts in is what? I'm pre-framing here for LTV. What's that? Lifetime value. Lifetime value. Mr. And Mrs. Seller, Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, I don't want to just sell you a house here. I want to be your real estate resource for life. I want to build a relationship with you and your family so that I can make sure everything's taken care of. If you need a, a landscaper, if you need a, a lawn person, a plumber, electrician, whoever it is, I got you for the entire time that you live here in our area. And if you do decide to go somewhere else, guess what? I got the absolute best on a Rolodex and we can get you the absolute best care you need when you go somewhere else. I'm constantly doing what? Stacking and articulating value. Over and over and over, which is super important, I wrote, right? They want to get value in how they define it. So what is that? I understand what the hot buttons are. And I got to stack that in terms of value. We have to ha allow them to feel it in the way they define it. We have to allow them to feel it in the way they define it. What do you think that means? It has to be what's important to them, what moves them. So for example, like if you look at selling a weight loss product, losing 20 pounds, that's not that's what most people pitch on. But that's not what the true value is. The value is what? the value and certainty they have when they lose 20 pounds and who they are at that, that, that time, right? The confidence they have, the certainty they have, the connection they have with their spouse, all those things matter. It's not just about 20 pounds. So here, it's not just about the lower taxes. What's it about? The lifestyle in Myrtle Beach, right? The freedom you're gonna have down here, right? But whatever that scenario is, I gotta make sure that I'm understanding what their value that they need to perceive and I'm building that around there because a lot of times your message doesn't match what their true perceived value is. Does that make sense you guys? Very important piece there. And that's kind of the key things from you guys being, right, that overall charismatic leader and influencer, which is very, very powerful to understand.